Hey everybody, it's Matt. I'm sitting down today with John Hawkins, founder of Nine Seeds, and freshly back in the game, back into uh, the ring of podcasters. <laughs> John, welcome to the program, sir. Hey Matt, thanks so much. Glad to be here. You are part of a series of, uh, I don't know particularly what I'm going to call it yet, but by the time that this gets launched, there will be a title. <laughs> it's going to be something about uh, launching a website or redesign uh, of a website and what that means to the client looking uh, to launch their new site and what it means for the digital agency who's sort of managing the project, right? Uh, and today's, your, your, your segment's all about that perfect sweet spot that I think a lot of us fall in, into is the five to 15,000 range of web, of web project budgets. Mm -hmm. uh, and you are joining us to grace us with your knowledge about that. But before you do, what's your two minute elevator, elevator pitch of who you are and what you do? Oh, you already said I'm John from Nine Seeds and we've been around for a little over five years. Before that, I probably worked uh, about 15 years doing 10 to 15 years, I guess, doing web development. And uh, for a couple of I had my own company for a while, and then for the 10 years before that, I worked for a uh, affiliate marketing company and um, been in the space a long time. We're now we're thrilled to be doing nothing but WordPress. We're big fans, and uh, yeah, that's us. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I always I always enjoy. I know I should have I should have done the, the the proper background information, but I always enjoy talking to people who lived their life in the affiliate world. Oh yeah, it's awesome. I, <laughs> affiliate summit is going on uh, right now here in Vegas and um, I haven't been in years and that's probably one event that uh, that I really miss just by not being in that space anymore. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. I always think of warrior forums. Is that good or bad? Uh, I mean, they're still there. I mean, people, yeah. <laughs> I know people that are making a crap ton of money, uh, yep. you know, doing that type of stuff. It's a, it's a game. You have to play an exact game to, to do it. But, um, if you play that game, I mean, you can, you can easily win it. Yeah, absolutely. So I remember nine seeds ever since I remember researching web development, right. And web design, um, not only in my current agency at Slocum, but even when I was a product manager at an ISP, cause we, we actually had a web development arm um, and they were just doing Drupal stuff. But I remember once I started getting into the WordPress side of things, I remember coming across uh, nine seeds and a lot of the stuff that I was looking at. So one of the processes that, or many of the processes that we employ at our agency, and I'm interested to hear from you, we have a pre-sales process. We have the discovery process, right? And, I, and I'm just talking like in terms of like the perfect waterfall sure. of events would be like pre-sales. We talk for half hour, 45 minutes, understand what, what you're up to. Then if all things, you know, point to yes, we'll move into a discovery phase, which is normally a, a paid for phase. Mm -hmm. um, even if they're not going to hire us to, to implement the design and development, we'll still still do a paid discovery, which they can take to another agency. Yep. But what, it's, what is it like in your world? What do those phases look like? Uh, you know, even if I were just, if you were talking to me as a client, I mean, what path would you take me down? Yeah. I mean, in a perfect world, that's really the path that we like to take as well, where we, um, you know, we have a, a contact form and that's really where we get probably, you know, 85, 90% of our clients is people actually find us online. Um, we do pretty well um, in Google search, which is fantastic, uh, especially considering I literally make zero effort to uh, to do SEO. It's just not what we do. So, um, and we get a lot of word of mouth and, but people find us and they, they throw, uh, you know, varying lengths of a contact form at us. And we are, our first, uh, our first go around would typically be me 
researching it, giving it uh, a tire kick. And if it looks like something that's going to um, be worth the time uh, to do something larger, what we'll do is we'll actually then set up a call with a couple of us online. So it'll be uh, me and a business partner. Um, we'll both get them on the line. And we found that having two of us on the phone really has helped um, – we'll each catch something that the other might have missed or yeah. uh, I might find something that is, hey, this seems really important, but uh, the other one will go, oh, I don't think it's that big of a deal. And so we we try to have a couple of people on there and that's really helped. Um, but then we'll go from that into, uh, just just like you said, we, we would love to bring them into what we consider a scoping phase where it's you know, R&D, where we digging under the hood, figuring out what all the things are, what some possible solutions are, and try to build them. Because, you know, hardly anybody will come to you with like, hey, here's a complete scope ready to uh, <laughs> ready to go. And, just, just tell and me if, how much and this if is they, cost. Yeah, and if they do, it's been emailed out to about 50 other agencies. Then it's so just, that... <laughs> yeah, then they call it an RFP, and it's right. you're literally the 400th person to see it. And by the way, they need your response in 48 hours. So yeah, we're we're very familiar with that. So we yeah we we love to do a, a scoping phase where we just charge them kind of a flat rate and say, look, we'll we'll do a complete interview with you, and we'll produce a document that if you decide to go with us, great, we'll. Um, we'll estimate based on that scope. If you decide not to go with us, you've got that scope document that you could then take out to anybody and, or, or everybody in that case. Yeah. One of the things I want to unpack, cause I'm always interested in it is that pre-sales process mm -hmm. and what you, how you said it was, you, you know, you, you'll go and kick the tires, right? You've got the customer who's coming to you kicking tires. Now you want to go kick tires. I love that phrase. Cause I used to be a car salesman. Um, awesome. And one of the things that I, that, that you have the benefit of in in-person sales, right? Especially car sales, the person, you know, potentially drove up in the, the trade-in that they have, mm -hmm. you know, and, a, and if it's a truck, you kind of get to kind of break down, you know, who they are. You get to kind of reverse engineer who they are. Do they have a tow hitch? Is it rusty? They might have a boat. Do they have a toolbox? They might be construction, right? What kind of truck is it? A quarter ton or a, or a full ton? Mm -hmm. So you might kind of be able to break these scenarios how, down. How, how cleans they, the inside. Yeah. Right. How it cleans the inside, all that kind of thing. Sure. How, how do you reverse engineer that, that lead coming to you in today's world of digital? Do you do, you know, Google searches and social checks? How, how do you do it? You know, I, I, uh, before I get to a, a point of getting them on the call, I don't really necessarily go that far into it. I'm not looking at their okay. background or anything, but, uh, <laughs> no background checks. I, I will go to their website. I'll check that out and I will, um, I'll try to at least go through, you know, half a dozen, a dozen pages, just checking out what their existing is and then looking at what they're telling me uh, in their contact form and just kind of comparing because even without doing, uh, you know, a, a ton of research, you can, you can see kind of like where they're going. Are they, are they making a small leap? Are we talking about, Hey, I've got a site that's currently built in X and now I want it built in WordPress. Um, is it going to be a major, are we talking about a major overhaul here? Um, right. are we changing functionality, uh, massively, uh, you know, things like that. So try to figure out where they're coming from and where they're going to, um, if they're if they're trying to have us build something that is within roughly the same scope of what I would say their existing site is, then you already know that they should be looking at a price point that like, they've probably spent money on that first one to get it done. Um, the ones where it's almost like a business card website and now they're looking to build 
Amazon.com. Um, you know, those ones I always – I'll stop almost immediately and cr- try to get them on the phone and really try to get to budget talks and figuring out what, what are they really planning on spending over how much time because uh, it's not a matter of us not wanting to work with somebody based on a budget. It's way more about what they're expecting. I just don't want to – there's only so many hours a day. I don't really want to spend four hours digging through to build an estimate where somebody goes – Oh, well, I had $500 to spend. <laughs> right. Cuz we've never done that before ever. Right, yeah, right. I know I'm glad that you that you said that it's not that you don't want to work with them on on the budget, mm-hmm. it's about that expectation, right? Because you know, I guess phrase of the phrase of the year we're, we're just, you know, freshly into 2015 and and last year it's all we heard about was value-based pricing yeah. and you know, I'm not super sold on that as a phrase. Mm-hmm. Um or to coin, you know, what we do, I think it's just all comes back to just selling, right. And, and, and negotiations. But, um, I think it is very important for the young, younger digital agency or the solo, um, developer designer out there to, you know, not just be fixated on, I need to get, you know, five grand, it needs to be 10 grand. Right. Uh, if it's five grand for, you know, a brochureware site that you can just do a kick-ass job with and it's profitable for you, then, and do, do it, it right absolutely I mean, why, you know why not um well, it might you know, not i mean kind of dovetailing on that a, a little bit don't don't forget that a lot of times when you're talking about uh, either a small agency or even the the solopreneur or you know a team of two or three they don't necessarily have time to go and spend two days doing a uh, you know research and right. you know the whole um background of, of an entire project. I mean, it's, it's almost kind of got to be where you, you know, the, the projects that are coming in have to fit on both sides. They have to fit into what you guys can handle as an agency. And, you know, we don't have a team of people who are, uh, researching every single project and, and then turning them into, um, you know, these big elaborate scope doc. And not only that, don't forget, as a small guy, you're probably not going to be getting these people who have mm-hmm. 15, 20, 50, hundred thousand um, dollar est- uh, budgets. They're, those are going to take time. I mean, you may find you may get one every now and again, but like you said, it's probably also been emailed to 400 other people. So, right, uh, a lot to a lot has to go with you know fitting on both sides and and the people that are kind of coming to your door. Yeah, there, and I'm so glad you brought that up. It's a perfect segue uh, sort of into the next question. One of the things we've – so we fall into – and when I say we, it's it's our studio. We fall into the same range. It's 5 to 15 is usually mm-hmm. the sweet spot. We're bringing in some bigger stuff now. Um, that's a conscious decision. That's a goal. We, we do want to bring in larger projects because we do want to expand the team and all that fun stuff. But uh, we've done larger projects before, especially early on, like before we were even ready for it, right? <laughs> Sure. We were doing, we were, we were partnered up with another agency. We're doing some bigger stuff for some well-known mm-hmm. corporate brands. Um, and we at first we were like, yeah, let's go for it. You know, let's hit this home run right away. And having those extra zeros in the end of the paycheck didn't mean squat because <laughs> they were actually even worse than, you know, your small business owner who might only have five to eight grand to spend. Yeah. That were that was like, hey, you know, you get the typical situation where you're if you're working with a small business owner and five to eight grand is like pushing it for them, right? That's like that's their entire year's marketing budget gone, you know, in one project, and they they run into cash flow issues, right? Yeah. So they might miss a milestone payment, 
and you know you kind of deal with it right but these bigger brands that you're dealing with where you're seeing those extra zeros they are trained to not pay you <laughs> for 90 days yeah. like that's the norm right yeah. oh yeah it's up in accounting oh yeah we're waiting for the budget review <laughs> and then you're and then you're like well god i had to bring on other freelancers to pay for this so it's not always the grass is not always greener on the other side of the fence amen yeah amen. uh the 5 to 15 range have you settled on that because the internal processes are so, just so damn good now and you guys are super flexible is it the the challenge uh, see the, the way i see the 5 to 15 is uh, the projects don't last as long right maybe right. 45 to 60 maybe 90 days max mm -hmm. uh, which would probably be like some kind of content issue right in most <laughs> in most worlds uh, waiting to get content but do you enjoy that space because it's just profitable for the business or it's interesting because you get to see so many vary, uh, varying projects? Uh, I'm going to just say yes across the board because okay. uh, it was literally, it was yes to all of those things um, <laughs> because it's, it is, it's a little bit of everything where we, we too, like early on, we did a couple of like really large projects and not only were they, so large projects, typically the ones that have these multiple zeros at the end, um, they typically don't come to you as, hey, we got this $100,000 thing that we want you to do. It never starts off like that. They, um, Two of our biggest clients both came to us literally with $2,500 projects to begin with. Yep. And I we- Totally agree. Yeah. We knocked out a couple of small things for them. And, um, and then one of those guys, we ended up working with them for the next two years, two years straight until they had a big- changeover in um, internal staff and the new folks that came in had other people they wanted to work with. Okay, great. So the relationship ended just fine, but it was the, over the course of that time. I mean, we ended up, it went from a $2,500 project to, you know, probably somewhere close to $200,000 in development over a few years. And um, beyond that, same thing with, uh, with, Several of the other ones. So the that five to fifteen thousand range, you end up getting people who can um, easily come in. They've got a pretty good idea of what they're looking for. We can do a site design, build them a custom theme, maybe a small bit of functionality, and get them in, get them out, get them launched, and everybody's happy. And mm. so they do. They kind of come in and they go back out, and they're they're good. Um, the ones that are smaller than that, we don't really. It's not that we can't do them, uh, and a lot of times we will do these smaller projects, but they aren't full builds, right? They're not. They're not gonna. We're not gonna build them like a full website. What we're gonna do is we're gonna probably go in and maybe build them a small plugin, or mm. we're going to build them, um, you know, maybe customize some some functionality or or some design. Um, so the five to fifteen thousand has really just been. Um, a lot of it has to do with the, the size of the projects that come in our door and mm -hmm. the ones that were, yeah, we're just getting better at landing those. Um, do you think that you, you've said something about when they don't have the budget, we might not be doing them. We might not be going in with a full build and we might not be doing a full on discovery and wireframe and all that fun stuff. Do you, so a couple parts of this question. One, do you think it's okay in the year 2015 uh, to pull pieces off the shelf like a theme, like some standard plugins, put it together for one package price. Um, do you think that's okay in this day and age? Because 
you know, quote unquote, growing up in this industry, it was always like, no, no, start with pen and paper, (laughs) draft it out in your book first, then bring to like digital wireframes. Like we got to do this handcrafted, uh, you know, to the, you know, to the pixel kind of design. Or do you think with all the technology and the fast paced world of, of tech, is it, is it okay for us to just pull these things off the shelf and build things that are sort of just standardized? I don't think, uh, you're doing your clients a very good service. You're doing a very big disservice if you're not at least looking at the other stuff that's out there. Um, if somebody comes to me and says, I need this, that, and the other, and you go, Oh, that's this theme right here out of the box. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We'll take this, um, we'll customize it. We'll, you know, here's the thing. How many people are going to buy find a theme and go, Oh my God, that's it perfectly. That's not going to happen. But we can take X theme and then A, B, and C plugins, put those three things together, and maybe they're more going to customize the theme colors, and we're going to maybe do a site a logo for them. So we can we can maybe shelve a whole bunch of the other uh, costs that they would have had to go through. Um, but, I mean, if it's going to work for them, why wouldn't you do that? Why, right. why reinvent the yeah. wheel? That's just dumb. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I, I've got a buddy who's, who's probably listening to this, and he's he, he's been running a digital agency for longer than I have. So probably just as long as you, maybe 15 years. Um, and he just – he's got a new startup coming. He's going out for, for funding, and it's it's diff, it's a just a different model. It's um, – for startups and it's just prepackaged prices and you know here's the here's the menu that it comes with right yeah. and it's just like it's almost like you you we've seen it come and go before we see it again we sort of like laugh at it like oh no like everything has to be custom yeah um but you know what it like he comes to me he's like man i've been doing this for you know a decade and a half i am sick and tired of negotiating which color blue you know your okay. your committee wants on this site yeah and it's just like it's not about that um, well, I'm glad you brought this up, actually, because this is something that uh, at Nine Seeds we were looking at uh, in probably mid to to late 2014 is this idea of coming up with package pricing uh, for mm-hmm. people because we do get people who come in and they've got a thousand dollar budget, and mm-hmm. if somebody has a thousand dollar budget, you can't. There's not a lot of room for spending time. We're not doing a scope doc. We're not building anything from scratch, anything. Um, Mm -hmm. So, but that doesn't mean that that thousand dollars isn't valuable. And if we have, it's really about having a process at that point. So if we could put together a simple package that they could come and they could choose five things off the shelf and go X, Y, and Z, um, then, then you're good to go. The trick that I'm finding though with that is it's very difficult to have somebody look at a menu and understand <laughs> what it yep. is that they're getting. Mm-hmm. And that is where the fall down is. And so we, uh, I will tell you right now, we have not perfected this. Um, oh. It's something that we're still working on and something that I would love to do because I think it's, it's one of those things where we could potentially generate some income without having to uh, – what I say have you know have the big guys involved. I don't need to have you know one of the owners on a call to do this. We should be right. able to hand this off to somebody who can take it and run with it, and I never really even have to see it. Right. I'm, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's a human nature. You go to, go to a restaurant, you order a burger, and you're like, oh, can I get that without the bun and the fries? Yeah. <laughs> can I get salad instead? And they exactly. look at you like, well, it's not that's not how it is. But I guess you know, I guess we can make it. Um, you know, everybody who's listening to this, who's also been 
exposed to the value-based pricing, but they're saying, oh yeah, but you're not, you know, you're not maximizing the profit. Well, sure you are, right? I mean, if it's that thousand bucks and your internal process is educating the client on a proper WordPress install or the proper set of plugins or how to connect this to Google Analytics, that's worth a thousand bucks all day long, yeah, right? Absolutely. Um, because it's, it's, it's essentially training and supporting them to launch their platform. Yep. And, Let's segue, and you never okay. know where, where that's going to go. That thousand dollar right. client could come back and go, Oh, that worked out so well, by the way, here's a friend of mine, uh, you know, and they've got a million dollars. So right. you just don't know where it's going to go. So I, I don't really like turning those small guys away. Some of our biggest clients, like I said, have started off as $2,500 projects. Yeah. And I'm in, I'm in right now today, I have to actually put out a, a quote for somebody that, uh, an organization that has plenty of money, <laughs> plenty of money. Um, and if I walk through the door, looking at it from a value-based pricing and I put together some ridiculous quote because, you know, I did the math and I looked at, you know, how many articles they'll be publishing versus how many authors they need and all this function, you know, and, and I would put that out from some kind of value-based thing. They would, they would like, there's no negotiation, right? This is like, you know, you know, C-level management and they're just like, yeah, we don't have time for this. We want you to give us a number. Right. And if we, if you, if you do good, we'll be back, you yeah. know, and that's the, and that's the end of it. So yeah. I can't put anything out like that. Let's segue into the, uh, you have two use cases for us yeah. that fall in the budget range. Um, I guess let's start with the social media site first. How did that, you know, um, you don't have to tell us how it came about, but how did, uh, what did that project look like? Like, what was the goal? Uh, did you achieve it? Um, and what was the, uh, what was the ROI for them? Sure. So uh, one of the sites that we worked on uh, is a company called Digital Royalty, and they are a social media marketing company. They've been around um, quite a while. They've they've got some big name clients, Shaquille O'Neal and the UFC and a whole bunch of other folks. So they've they know what they're doing in the social space. But when they came to us, they um, their website was well, technically speaking, they had about ten websites, um, which was an interesting interesting thing. They had a couple that were on. WordPress, they had a Tumblr site, they had this crazy thing that was built just in straight up PHP that was not a CMS and oh, it was an absolute nightmare. But they never really used their website as a tool for their business. They they set it up as a blog, which, you know, big scheme of things, not a horrible thing. They were, you know, posting content it on a pseudo regular basis. But if you if you were a big company, the types of agencies that would be going to them, um, looking to hire them, they would have been looking at their site and almost would have been running away screaming. I mean, they, there's just <laughs> there's just no way that they're going to be taken seriously for somebody who's going to start asking for you know tens of thousands of dollars um, right. potentially monthly. Um, so. We um, early on, we actually did a whole lot of work for them. They they do a they have an online training facility as well for for social media and and things like that. So pretty cool. They do a lot of interesting stuff. But what we did for them uh, initially was we and there's my dog. The first thing <laughs> that we did was we actually combined all of their sites because they had this thing. It was a complete wreck. Um, and we combined them all into one big WordPress multi-site install, which uh, actually gave them the ability to, for the first time, kind of manage all of their content, which right. was pretty awesome for them. But yeah. then – Super valuable right there. Yeah, exactly. If we did nothing else, they were already winning right there. Right. <laughs> um, 
And then after we had done that, uh, we did that project for them. And then they kind of came back to us a while later and they're like, you know, hey, look, we really need to kind of spruce up the, the what we do. And so we kind of worked with them a whole bunch on what is your site? What are you looking for people to do? You know, the one question I love to ask people is um, if if a visitor comes to your site and they could literally only do one single thing, what is that one thing? And let's get that as the first thing that the person sees. If you want them to call you on the phone, great. Make your phone number as large as possible on the screen, and that's what they're going to do. So we actually took their site, did a complete redesign from the ground up, um, actually had them write a whole bunch of new content, put the, put it all together. And for a company that lives on the internet to, the, to not be using their own website as a marketing tool was a, a travesty. And so now they're actually in a spot where for the first time in, in their entire history, they've actually got this, what I call it their home base. They've got this home base that they can actually point people back to. Now, all that blog content is still there. It's just on a separate page, right? And then, right, right. But now that you know, people go to this page and they go, "Oh, look, this is a this is a professional company. Let's let's call them. Let's talk to them." Mm-hmm. It's it's been a really interesting transformation. Um, uh, I'm really enjoying. I like you know because I follow them on on social media and, and check out what's going on for them. And so it's it's fun kind of seeing the outside world pick up on on what they've done and and turn that into something completely different. It's it's really yeah. interesting. And the amazing thing about that that whole segment that you had about them was you weren't talking about, you know, uh, plug-in optimization. And, uh, I mean, sure, maybe the most technical thing you brought up was multi-site. But mm-hmm. the, the, the point is, for those listening, is you were finding opportunities for their business uh, and, and to repurpose what they've already built so they're not having to, you know, re-spend on, on content, yeah. another way to repurpose content. You know, for me, anybody who's falling in this 5 to 15 range – like we just said before about prepackaged stuff, it's very much about one, the relationship you have, and two, can you really help these people do something? Yeah. Yeah. Not just take an order, you know, not just sit there and say, you know, have them dictate what pixels they want you to push. Yeah. Um, but to 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 dig into uh, either new areas of opportunity or to help them out in some other way. You know, a big uh, thing is also just knowing what their target is too, because absolutely. I mean they are they're a very big you know, they're B2B. They're they're not looking to sell stuff on, on their main site. They're not looking to sell, you know, somebody's not coming to their site and filling out a uh, uh, an e-commerce page. They're not checking out at the end, right? I mean, they've, this is a B2B deal. And yeah, we, we a lot of it was moving content around and just being, you know, recognizing what needed to be said on the homepage versus what doesn't. And right. that's a huge, huge value in that. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move to your uh, nonprofit client and sort of what you helped uh, help them achieve. So I'm such a sucker when it comes to <laughs> like these these nonprofits that when they come to us, like I love all of their stories because I love what they do. Um, we both I don't know if you know this, both of my kids are, are autistic, and so we actually spoke with uh, a lady. She came to us and and she said that they needed to do a site for their, uh, for her, um, autistic shoes, um, nonprofit. They, they do a huge uh, amount of good here in Vegas, uh, through the, mm-hmm. this autistic foundation. And so she came to us and I ended up at 
basically it got down to budget, right? We said, what is your budget? She told us what her budget was. And I said, I tell you what, I'll just do the site for you for free. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm really a sucker when it comes to uh, (laughs) nonprofits. But uh, on the second one, uh, Spread the Word Nevada, they are – the cool part was one of the people that worked there, I've actually known her for a long time through um, a lot of different local meetups and stuff. So we've we've actually been uh, friendly for several years. And um, she knew what we did, but she never really kind of put two and two together. And then um, I guess early in 2014, she came to us and she says, you know, um, our company is looking to redo our website. Would you guys be interested in talking to us? So, mm. of course. Uh, and of course, they didn't have a very big budget. Uh, you know, they—it was one of those where we ended up having to have several, several meetings to kind of get them to um, to be able to make it a sellable thing to uh, for their um, uh, what do you call it? Their council committee, or, committee yep. or, yeah. So, um, but once we got them in there, and then once we figured out where the where their sweet spot was, we were actually able to put together a. Uh, a nice looking very clean new version of their website and which they've one it was it was great because after it was done now they're telling us oh my god the board of directors and the community feedback has been awesome can't say enough nice things da 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 and for them it's one of those funny things where they you know something that you and I might look at and go oh yeah that's that's kind of trivial and something that we would do every day right. um in this particular space, it's it's not like what we did for them is kind of you know cutting edge, and uh, even though it it really isn't, and they they blew up <laughs> over it, which is fantastic. Yeah. So yep. I I kind of reached out to them and I was trying to figure out like how how did this help you guys like this new site? How did it? What was the actual benefit for you? So she she kind of came back and she told me some cool stuff regarding um, every year they do an annual holiday campaign where they are looking for donations. And she said in uh, the year two thir- uh, 2013, they had done roughly $2,500 worth of donations. And for them, that's big. I mean, that's $2,500 that they get to put towards putting books into kids' hands. Right. Um but at the end of it, when they were all said and done, she looks at her expenses because what they were doing before was they were actually doing these as printed mailers going out mm. to their entire donation base. Mm. And so by the time they had printing and envelopes and postage and design, da da da, they basically break even on the entire thing. So it's a bit of marketing because they are getting their name out there, but their whole idea is to bring in that cash and then be able to use that for good. Um, so in 2014, after we had done the site, we also, uh, after we, one of the things that we did with their site is we put them together in an online e-commerce donation page. And so in 2014, that the, going out to that same group, they doubled their income, just their flatline income. Um, but their expenses went down to $75. Wow. So it's, you know. For them, it was just a. I mean, you can't even calculate that win. I mean, it's it's just such a huge thing. So yeah, uh, for them, it ends up being a, a thing where now I'm trying to explain to them, let's let's find other types of campaigns that we could run during the year. It doesn't have to just be an once a year thing. Like there's this is here. Let's drive traffic to it. Let's get people to know that it's there and make that number explode. Yeah, one of the things that we look for. Um... With, and we explain to with our clients is 
uh, when we're going into to a new project, like you know, what are the goals? One of the goals is awareness, right? So, oh yeah, how you know how, how what 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 does awareness mean to them? Is it a, is it a digital a new digital website? Is it a microsite? Is it you know um, you know pay per click? Like what are these areas of awareness that we can find? And then another one is efficiency. Um, and then it ends with profitability. So does all of this stuff equal profit? And efficiency is always that one that gets looked overlooked so much yes. um, because there's no they're thinking like marketing, branding, you know, driving traffic. But mm-hmm. the efficiency of like incorporating a downloadable PDF or yeah. uh, a, a you know a super complex form that you might normally have to have somebody fill out in, by hand, customize gravity forms to do that. And then oh by the way, uh, with like Zapier or if this then that trigger out all of these different events that happen, like email your salesperson, you know, email the the admin on this and everybody gets notified and this whole level of efficiency kicks off yeah. um, that they've never experienced before. And that is like, that's like the sweet spot, right? That's the bread and butter. And they're like, wow, like so it, <laughs> you just, you made our lives infinitely easier. It's so funny that you bring that up because uh, before Nine Seeds and actually even before uh, my previous company that I was at for a decade, um, I used to create these little admin panels. Uh, my whole thing has always been my entire career is how do I make your life easier? If there's right. a way for me to kind of, if you've got a 10 step process and I can automate six of those, let's do it. Like that's, I love that stuff. That's kind of what gets me up in the morning. Yeah. And this, this is really what starts to separate that, you know, the new age sort of, uh, you know, digital professional or digital agency like you and I, right? It, it's one thing to, hey, do you know WordPress and can you install this? Yeah, but there's, you know what? There's like 10,000 of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go to advanced WordPress group. You know, there's, you know, people of all shapes and sizes and levels doing doing WordPress, right? But what's really going to separate us from everybody else and those listening, you know, the tips are you, you have to, one, you know, solidify that, uh, relationship with the person right away, like the you know person driving onto a lot, trading in their car story. You know, can you really uh, find synergy with your relationship? Can you find business opportunities for them? Can you make these things easier? Like that's you know, are you are you great with communication? Can you help them with communication? Mm-hmm. Um, not just between the two of you, but with their own clients and their own brand and stuff like that. That's what's really going to set us apart. Is there anything else you think that's really going to set apart sort of the, I hate to use the term pixel pusher for today's uh, digital agency? Like what else uh, could it be that really separates somebody from the crowd? Yeah, it's definitely, you know, thinking outside the box and um, it is, I mean, it's all selling, right? I mean, that's what we do is we all sell. But I mean, it's, it's what are you selling? Are you selling them on, yes, we can build you a website or, you know, uh, letting them know all of the other things that kind of come along with it. And it's, it is, it's thinking outside the box. It's not just, it can start off as putting together a menu of pricing and, and, Mm -hmm. and selling these four things, but that's only going to get you so far. And it's only going to get you a very specific size of client. And you're probably never going to grow outside of that. If you're not immediately going, well, how do we, how do we turn this inside out and, right. <laughs> and throw it at the wall and make something else out of it? I mean, that's yeah. that's what it's always got to be. It's think different, come at it from different angles, sit in your client seat for a for a day. You know, think about yeah. think about what they're going through, and um, you know, that's one of the things that I we see this a lot with uh, with other uh, agencies, and especially because I I run the local meetup here, so I talk to a lot of people who are also trying to sell WordPress um, as a service, and. Uh, you know, they 
they they don't necessarily look at it as you know they they're kind of looking at that bottom line. Oh, I told the guy it was going to be four thousand dollars, and he went running. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, what did you tell him he was going to get for four thousand dollars? Yeah, and, exactly. So you know it's. It's it's tough. It's a it's a tough thing, and, and sales is a hard thing. I I would love to tell you I'm great at it. I'm not. It's it's something that I'm always working on, always evolving, and uh, I have a feeling that'll never stop till uh, yeah till I'm done in this. Yeah, totally agree. And that's you know that's the the missing ingredient for you know the, those that are listening who are not you know even somebody who's just totally afraid to even consider themselves in sales. Mm-hmm. I hate to break it to you, they're you have to get some level of comfort with that, right? Because at some point you're, you're, you're needing to put food on the table. You know, otherwise you're, if you don't want to be client facing sales, then, then your own, only other opportunity is to go in, you know, as long as you still want to do service stuff, but it's to partner with somebody else yeah. who's going to feed you the work and, and you're, you know, never client facing, um, you know, but that's, and that's totally fine too. But here's uh, the thing, even non client facing folks yeah, still yeah <laughs> every single person in your company i don't care what they do they're all in sales every yeah, single one absolutely. of them absolutely so yeah guess what get better at sales there you yeah, go yeah there, you want I a guess, tip there you go that's your tip yeah i, I guess i couldn't sugarcoat that nope. one <laughs> <laughs> um what do you think uh the biggest takeaway is for somebody who's listening to this show this episode right now saying you know i'm ready to uh invest uh $5000 to rebuild my site i'm really finally re- ready to make the leap um, and I will say that my next interview after you is somebody who has uh, a budget ready to reinvest uh, into redesigning a site. So what do you think they should be looking for when they knock on the door of a digital agency? Um, you know, it's a comfort level, definitely. Um, you got to feel comfortable with the person that you're talking to. Uh, there's got to be a trust level. Um, you know, if you're if you're a agency, I'm sorry, if you're a if you're looking for a site to be built and you're strictly just going to the internet and uh, doing a search for, you know, WordPress developer, you might find us, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're the best fit for you. Talk, talk to people, um, listen to other people. I mean, do you know somebody else who's recently had a website done? Um, talk to them. What were the things that they liked? What were the things that they didn't like? And then when you get on the phone with somebody at an agency like me or, or Matt, just ask them those questions. Like how, how would you handle this situation if it came up? Right. Getting that understanding of what you're getting into building a website is an investment. I mean, this, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to just go and plunk down, you know, $10,000 on an investment without doing a bit of research. So do your research ahead of time. Know what you're getting into. Be comfortable with who you're talking with, and talk to as many people as you can. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 hopefully, when they're having those discussions, um, as long as the people that they're talking to have, have had great experiences, um, right. that that it's more than like John said, it's more than just it's more than just the website. It's going to be what's the relationship with my agency, right? So are they are they doing other stuff for me? Are they thinking outside of the box? Um, you know, maybe you don't have that need right now. Maybe you just need some, some sites, uh, thrown together for you. And, you know, by the way, here's the price, but, or, or we might not be the right fit, but definitely, um, want clients to, and I think they will be right. And I think, um, as everybody knows, this show is primarily focused on WordPress. And I think that as we see more, uh, lower end consultants come into the WordPress space, there won't be so much um, 
consideration to customer support and customer experience with those engagements. So folks who are investing in that, a better a better uh, customer experience and a better support, uh, you know, uh, support uh, timeline or contract, whatever it might be, we, we will start to finally break out from that bottom that so many of us are telling people raise prices, yeah. you know, raise your rates, raise your prices. And I think it's, it's fine for other folks like you and I to tell other people to do that while the market doesn't dictate it. But I think in two, 2015, the market's finally going to come around and people are like, you know what? I need to hire somebody to do this right for me, yeah. not just get it done. And it's, again, don't forget that it's not just this, when a client comes to your door and they ask you for a project, they're not going away once it's all done. If you've, if you've done your job right, at the end of the project, they're basically ready to just keep you on and have you support it. And the next time something right. comes up, uh, you know, for better or worse, be ready to have a long-term relationship with each client because that's yep. in a perfect world. That's how it should be. I mean, you, you want these people. Why do you, you know, if, if you don't keep that person as a long-term client, then that means you have to go back to selling. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know you don't want that. We already <laughs> talked about that. You don't want yep. to do that. John, it's been an amazing, amazing episode. Thanks for taking the time to hang out with us and tell us all about uh, what you're doing over at your business. Um, what else is going on in the podcasting world uh, and where can folks find you on the web? Where can they find your new podcast and where can they connect with you to say thanks? Well, first off, thanks for having me. I had a blast. This is great. I love talking this stuff. Um, I'm really looking forward to next week being out at uh, Pressnomics. I think that's going to be another fantastic event. Um, you can find me. I'm on Twitter at Vegas Geek. I'm, uh, I've blog sometimes at vegasgeek.com and i just started a new podcast of my own hawk talk podcast and um we're about three episodes in and i'm absolutely loving it i can't wait to uh matt i'm gonna have you on in a couple of months and i get to turn the tables and ask you all the questions yeah that's great i can't wait um amazing stuff everybody i hope you're enjoying this series of web redesign or web design um st uh, strategies and tactics you can learn more at mattreport.com and as always mattreport.com slash subscribe it's the best way to stay connected until next time everybody we'll see you then